All right. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while ending the future of the American dream. Are you tired of this? At what point are you done giving to these companies that do not care about you? At some point, we have to fight back. And that's why I love my people over at Public Square. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to simply buy children's clothing, find new athletic clothing that knows what a woman actually is, shop for clean skin care, or find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Today's episode features Graham Allen, and it's a side of him that you don't really see a lot from his content, so I'm super excited for you to see this episode. We go into his origin story, we talk about his his beginning, his entry into making content, about burning the bridges and going all in on trying to make it work. We talk a little bit about the struggles on, on child trafficking and what's going on and what they're doing to try to help prevent it, how you can get involved. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a Graham Allen podcast if we didn't get into politics a little bit. You're going to absolutely love this show. Cannot wait for you to watch it. Okay, man, I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't start this thing out by talk, giving you some credit because when we met, I looked like a complete <laughs> Yeah, we were eating at a restaurant. And uh, we saw you guys, and me and Alyssa were just kind of talking, and I'm like, I bet they're going to the concert tonight, <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, and then, yeah, so you came over, and yeah, jorts and uh, a cut off uh, flannel. It is what it looked like and, with yeah. cowboy boots. Yeah, and, and I think your first words were, uh, "I know I look like a total, <laughs> a total douche right now, or something like that." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. So so yeah, man, it's it's interesting to see in normal clothes. I know, right? It's well, and honest to goodness, though, here's here's how I kind of approach a lot of things. It it ties into the way I do marketing. It ties into the way I I conduct myself. But when I was growing up, or not growing up, but into high school, into college, and stuff like that, I always had this like kind of philosophy that draw attention to yourself, but do it on your own terms. Yeah, like make yourself like if you're going to be comedic and and hilarious, like that's cool, but embrace it and like kind of embody that personality. So. We were talking about going to the concert and somebody brought it up as a joke. Oh, we should we should just go full full redneck, redneck. jet, jorts, the whole nine. Yeah. I was like, all right, bet, let's do it. Yeah. So we just do 
We went full sin with it. Mm. I love, I love, because we're in a nicer restaurant. I love that you guys went <laughs> to that restaurant dressed that way, too. And, and so, no, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. That was hilarious. It, it was, man. I got so many freaking comments at that concert. Like, bro, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, so, all that good stuff. So, it was, it was a good time, man. And for nothing else, it made a good conversation. It, it, it was a good icebreaker. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so. um, but, yeah, man. So, like, the the premise of the show, like we had kind of talked about before, is is helping people understand that anybody is capable of finding success and obviously success is is a relative term so we kind of try to cover a little bit of all the aspects of it from from the relationships the family life the business and and help people understand how they got started obviously like you've got this huge platform now and you know you talk a lot politically and things like that but in paying attention to your content unless you go way back early on i don't know if a whole lot of people know your story on how you got into it and what what was the driving force for you to start that path yeah well i've been in it so i did not have gray in my beard what what, when i started doing this stuff so during the recent BRICS summit in south africa as brazil russia india china and south africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the U.S. dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Just text the word GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews, You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with the information on how to protect your savings and your family. Text the word GRAM to 989898 and claim your free info kit now. This December will be the start of year 10. Oh, wow. all this stuff. That's how crazy it's been. It some days it feels like it was just yesterday, and other days it's like, oh my gosh, like I this is is insane the amount of time we spent on this stuff. Uh, man, you know the, the the story on how it happened. It's the classic tale that I tell everybody. I wish I could say that you know I was in a coma and I woke up and I knew what I was <laughs> supposed to do, but 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 it wasn't like that, man. Um, uh, I'm from nowhere, Mississippi, born and raised uh, originally, Mississippi. Obviously, we live in the upstate, South South Carolina now. Uh, I, and when I say middle of nowhere, Mississippi, Mississippi is small enough, but right. I grew up in Mayberry, Mississippi, like <laughs> one blinking red light, wasn't even a full functioning red light. Yeah. Uh, to this day, there's 1,100 people in my hometown to, to this day. And so, you know, I grew up, kind of broken home, ended up living with my grandparents uh, in, you know, in Caledonia, uh, that's the name of my hometown. It was just kind of known. The only way you get out of Caledonia is you either got to be really smart and go to college or you got to join the military. That's it. And um, I definitely wasn't really smart. And so, uh, but I also didn't have any things of wanting to be in the military. Going to be a rock star. That's what I thought I was going to be. And so the ironic part uh, is in my high school yearbook, uh, uh, a an ex high school sweetheart of mine sent it to me. And in my quote, you know, every senior gets a quote or whatever. 
My quote, I was such a cocky little kid. I was like, you guys. I wouldn't believe. It. I was like, hold on to this because I'm going to be famous one day. So, you know, you no, better hold cool. on to this thing. But I thought it was going to be <clears throat> for music, right? <laughs> and I was gonna, and yeah, I thought I was going to be a rock star. And so anyway, end up getting dumped my senior year uh, by my high school sweetheart at the time. And her brother was a recruiter for the army okay. at the time in the area. And I was like, well, you know, watch this. I'm going to, and she dumped me for an ROTC cadet at Mississippi State. So she was a senior. He was a freshman ROTC cadet at Mississippi State. Yeah. So I was like, well, watch this. I can do this too, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And that's it. I wish I could say it was, you know, I felt this call to patriotism <laughs> and all this other stuff, but it started as a, well, I'll show her, yeah. you know, I can do this too. See, women underestimate their power, man. There's this whole patriarchy. Changed like, my whole life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally sold my soul for six years. You know, at the height of the wars, too, during right. the surge and everything. So did that. Uh, graduated. Three days later was at boot camp. Six months later was in Iraq. Did the whole thing. Uh, uh, my wife now is obviously not that high school sweetheart. Right. Met my wife. Uh, she's awesome, by the way. Oh, she's She's the best part of the couple that we are. Huh? Everybody, I'm the famous one, but she's the better one. And so, you know, it's it's interesting to me that less people, people, uh, however, though, people have started recognizing Alyssa first. I can see that. She's got that red hair, you know, thing going on. And so people will recognize her first. Anyway, meet Alyssa in between deployments, go on a deployment, engage during the entire second deployment, get home, know that we are not going to not live together. So get married in the courthouse. I mean, you know, the stereotypical yeah, military story, right? Uh, uh, get married three days after I get home. Uh, and then, yeah, man, like nine months later, we've got a kid on the way. I was about to say, y'all didn't waste any time, so you're out like 15 kids now. <laughs> not 15, <laughs> no. Uh, but 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 we're, we're working on it. Uh, I think Gage was born. Uh, we turned 23, like, third, like, 40 days after Gage was born, my, my oldest. Okay. So, yeah. So, got married at 22, uh, had Gage at 23. Yeah. And so, you know, and then it was on from there, man. And so, uh, I my original plan was to do six years of the Army, get out. Uh, I mean, yeah, and get out. And then we got pregnant with Gage. So, I was like, well, <laughs> you got to do something. Sign another line. And so, I ended up doing 12 years. Okay. Um, Were there ever any thought of like taking it the full 20 for? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that was the plan at that point. I mean, I was staff sergeant. I was, I was in line for, uh, sergeant first class E7. Like, I mean, that was, you know, maybe I retire as an E8, you know, I mean, that was like, yeah, that was the plan. And, And so, um, during the course of that time, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't, I, I wasn't living the right way. I didn't have God at the forefront of my life. Um, You know, I always knew about God, grew up in church, did the whole thing. But, you know, just as I said, a lot of things ended up happening, had a broken home, just kind of was just, just mad at God for a long time. And so, you know, my dad has been married like seven times. Uh, My mom is remarried multiple times. And so I didn't have any kind of compass of what is normal issues in a Okay. Marriage versus toxic toxic yeah. issues in a marriage. And so, you know, I just thought, okay, well, you know, this didn't work. You know, well, we got to get a divorce. And Alyssa, man, to her credit, to this day, she never gave up on me. 
ever. And that's why I tell everybody she's the best one out of both of us because we would not have a our family, but but I truly believe none of the things that have happened in the past ten years would have happened if I hadn't gone back home. Mm-hmm. And so found the Lord again, went back home, uh, you know, healed our marriage, and you know this was this was a long time ago now, and um, we decide we need a fresh start. Okay. And so you know, I, at this point, I'm a recruiter in the army. I'm one of the top recruiters in the in the nation like i can go wherever i want to go you know and and, you know people that are in the military know if you're on a recruiting tour and you're good at it you can do whatever you you can write your own ticket like you know if you want to move you want to see the world that's what they need yeah man sure why not and so uh we just said hey you know we think it's time for us to go somewhere we want to go somewhere else you know i'll still stay in the recruiting battalion but you know i i want to go somewhere else and they're like where do you want to go all right uh, we have no idea. <laughs> and so we knew that we wanted to stay in the South area. Uh, obviously, I don't see us, you know, blending in in New York City or <laughs> Probably not. anything like that. And, and so somehow uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina came up. They're like, well, how do you feel about South Carolina? We're like, well, we don't know a lot about it, but it seems nice. Sure. And then uh, last minute, I think a week before we were supposed to come here, find a place, they go, we actually need to switch you to uh, you know, a different part in the upstate. And okay. we're like, oh, okay, cool. So we end up where we end up in the upstate, not yeah. too much away. Right. Um, and, and God is so crazy, man, because all that to get to the point of how all this stuff started. And then we talk about success and business and all that. If, if God hadn't have led me to the woman I married, if I hadn't turned my life back around to the Lord and, you know, went back home, if me and my wife hadn't have decided we needed a new start and ended up in South Carolina, I never would have ended up in my government vehicle at a certain corner, at a certain road, in this certain town where this old woman ran me off the road, and I never would have made the first video that started uh, the whole madness. See, that is... and, and when you go back and you look at every single decision that you made, or wrong decision that you made, and you, and you go back and you look at every little piece, and you're like, wow, that's crazy to think about that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's why I tell everybody, you know, the, the success that we have now, the, the everything that we do now, it, none of it would have been possible. I, I truly 100% know if I hadn't have made the decision to uh, bring the Lord back to the front of my life and go back home. Dude, there is so much to unpack from that. Hell of a yeah, I know. story. Yeah, I know. Like, I've I know. got all these different That's, like, That's a condensed version, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you tired of buying China meat? Are you tired of buying fake America pro ranch meat? Well, so am I. That's why I only buy my steaks and my meat and my pork loins and everything, and even my bacon from White oak pastures. The Harris family prayer has always been, we pray for plenty of good hard work to do and the strength to do it. I mean, come on, how can you not buy from a family like that? If there was ever a time to know your farmer, it is now. There's never been more focus on the supply chain than there is right now. So when deciding who you want to support, we hope that you'll choose white oak pastures. Cowboys and butchers working together on a 5,000 acre six-generation family farm, regenerating our land and producing food in a radically 
traditional way. White Oak Pastures is a six-generation, 156-year-old family farm in Bluffton, Georgia. They take pride in farming practices that focus on the regenerative land management, humane animal husbandry, and revitalizing our rural community. They know radically traditional farming creates products that are better for our land, our livestock, and our village. They are fiercely proud of their zero-waste production system that utilizes each part of the animals we pasture, raise, and hand butcher on their farm. So stop buying China meat. Go to whiteoakpastures.com slash gram. That's whiteoakpastures.com slash gram. Offer code gram for $20 off your first purchase of $150 or more. But there's so many different ways I want to take the conversation from that. Like the one of the obvious is like the you know, men are called to be the leaders of the house mm-hmm. and be the masculine, but without the like unconditional support of a great woman, yep. a man cannot reach his full potential. No. Like I think back on my wife and I, so before we started Olympus Home, and this has been, you know, we we decided to start really growing and scaling this company about four years ago. Um, we've gotten to a point now where, I mean, our 2023 total sales numbers, obviously this isn't a profit number, everything else comes out of that. I mean, we're gonna hit, we're over eight figures this year. Yeah. Um, so like for this company to be where it is, is insane. Yeah. But prior to starting this company, um, I had a bad situation. Um, and again, to, to protect certain people, I won't go into the specifics of it. Uh, but long story short, it was a week before our third kid was born. I was 30 grand in credit card debt and we were going to start a business where I had no promise of making a single penny. Um, I had a six figure job that I could have went back to and taken it. And my wife was like, I believe in you. I think you can do this. Go make it happen. Yeah. And without that, my life would have been a oh, yeah. absolutely completely different strategy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but then a couple other things you freaking touched on, man. It's like the 10 years in the making to get where you are now. Yeah. So many freaking people give up so early. And then the struggles you're talking about, like, I want to jump into all this with like so much detail. I'm here for it, man. Um but the 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 biggest thing, and I think this will be a good kind of starting point to to jumping in to the complete story of it, is yeah, you know, I was listening to Rogan's podcast with Oliver Anthony, yeah, um, and he was talking about, and I think this is true for just about everybody, but all these different incremental things that ultimately prepare you to become that person that that you're going to become now. Oliver Anthony, obviously the jury's still out. He's had this huge hit. He's blown yeah. up. I think he's very talented. Whether that turns into something more, he's got he's got some mental health things that he's dealt with that he is still dealing with. He was very open and honest. Uh, but yeah, jury's still out. Let, yeah. You know, I I think I think he's saying a lot of good things. I think he's connecting with people on a raw emotion of what we all feel. Uh, you know. Uh, but Kanye makes some good points sometimes too, and so you know, exactly. let's, let's 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 wait a minute. So. But yes, yeah, so, but my takeaway from that, and and from your story and so many others, is there's all these struggles that you have to go to to prepare you for a place of success. Yeah, and it's hard. And hopefully, this is something like that viewers of this can take away from it is that it's hard to see that light at the end of tunnel when you're going through that. Yeah. But that's where the faith in God and the trust and the understanding and being in the scripture and understanding that there is a plan for your life, no matter who you are, can help you understand that these struggles are ultimately going to lead to something great for you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can, I completely agree. I, you know, I, 
you know, I don't harp on it a lot. I, I my my first book I wrote about my childhood. I said I'm going to write about it one time. That's it. I'm going to yeah. get it. You know, I'm going to not going to bash anybody. Not going to bash my parents or anything like that. And in fact, for legal reasons, <laughs> uh, everybody's my my lawyer. Uh, it was so funny. Um, I don't even know what certain people were called in the book because I wrote it with everybody's real names. Okay. And then for legal purposes, if they weren't famous or deceased, the the legal team just changed everybody's <laughs> names around. And so uh, I, I read through a book. Who in the heck is Caleb? I, I want to say the only one I remember is they changed my grandmother's name to Rose Whistler. And I was like, does anybody really believe this is a real name? Like, like who is, who is Rose Still Whistler? Titanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, anyway, I, 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 believe that everything that I went through, it's so weird, man. It, you know, I mean, if a, a therapist could unpack this all day, probably. But my whole life growing up, even in the worst times as a kid, I always knew that there, that I was going to do something. You know, like uh, one of my best friend, not one of, my best friend works with me now. Uh, you know, almost... 28 years later and so he's he he works with me to help do all this stuff now you know and and we still talk about those things so where you know we would walk to school every morning so i lived here and we'd meet at the corner of this hardware store and we'd walk literally not figuratively a mile to school every day and we'd walk a mile back um and you know man we would just talk all the time about you know life and what we're going to do and 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 every day I'd just be like, man, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm I'm getting us out of here. Like I have no idea how we're gonna do it, but I'm right. I'm getting out of here. Like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Something is going to happen that not many people get to do. Like I don't know. Like I've known it my whole life. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna be a musician at the yeah. time, but but I just always knew. I just yeah. always knew that 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 all of it. And, and I guess that's one reason that I was able to, you know, my wife is a, uh, she's the highest level trauma counselor, social worker that you can possibly be, you know, and she'll tell you all the time that, you know, I should be like a raging lunatic, you know, kind of, you know, which depends on who you ask, I guess, uh, some people probably would agree with that, but, um, you know, I, but you know, by the grace of God, I, I'm not, I'm not perfect by any means, but. Um, you know, she wouldn't have married me if I was uh, a lunatic, I don't believe. And, um, and I truly believe a lot of it was a, the Lord, but B just this, like knowing that this is not it. Like, this is not my life, how it's going to be for forever. I just got to get to this point and then I'm out of here, man. And once I get out of here, I'm going to figure it out. And, and it was kind of that way all through the military. Okay. Successful through the military, but I always knew even though we had kids and for a brief moment there, I kind of fell into that. Okay, well, I mean, I guess this is it. I'll retire. I'll be 38. And then I can do what I know I'm supposed to do sure. or things like that. And then you've got that safety net. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of, you know, that, that kind of became the plan. I was like, all right, I'll do this, get my retirement, and then I can figure out what it is I'm supposed to do. But it was all fueled by this, like, I know there's something else that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. supposed to be doing and um you know and then once once that really strange opportunity opened up through videos you know uh made that first video it goes viral 
uh, all my army buddies are like, oh, that's awesome, but I bet you can't do it again. I was like, well, watch this. I'll do it again. And, you know, I did it again and again and again and again. It started out as a joke. Like, it was just, it's kind of just poking fun at people. Comedy videos were really popular at the mm-hmm. time. And, you know, I always used to say, and this, this again, is how God works. Everybody thinks that Dear America and everything is this genius marketing move that I did. And it was such an accident. People don't realize I, I used to say, dear, when I started the videos back in the Trump days, yeah. you know, as everybody uh, recalls them, uh, it used to be dear whatever I was talking about. Okay. So dear bad drivers, dear parents, dear okay. dear whatever, dear whatever I was talking about. And then uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeled for the first time. And that was the first time that I really, I was, I was mad about something. Okay. And that's where the political... That, and and so it was accidental, really. It was really just from a a a, a combat veteran's perspective. It it pissed me off. Yeah, and not that he didn't have the right to do it, which I've never said that he never did. But it, but I have just as much right to be upset about it. Hundred percent. And so just accidentally, I just said, "Dear America," that time, and man. I mean, it, it it was it was over after that. And so, like you said about powerful wives and supportive wives behind us, you know, um, everything started rolling. Um, and I'll never forget it, man. Uh, the sergeant major of the army, uh, Preston was his name at the time. It's different sergeant major now, and called down here to South Carolina because they were starting to hear about this. This, okay. this this staff sergeant that was going viral everywhere all the time. And uh, I'll never forget it. My NCOIC pulled me in. He's like, hey, he's like, I agree with everything you're saying. This this is how you know it's it's going to go bad conversations. Mm-hmm. They always start like this. Hey, just so you know, me and you. I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I didn't notice at the time. But now I've had about a thousand of those conversations. Um, he goes, hey, but... Uh, you know, whatever it is you're doing, so big now. We just got a call from Sergeant Major of the Army up in, you know, Virginia. Yeah. Um, you know, your ECS is coming up. You got to make a decision. Are you gonna, you gonna keep doing this stuff and get out? Or are you gonna stop doing it and and finish out? Right. Because my my next enlistment would have been my take me through the rest of the war oh, kind of thing. And uh, thought about it. And everything, and and I went up to Alyssa. I was like, "Hey, you know, I I have no idea how we're going to make any money on this because back in the day, Facebook and all this stuff, you couldn't make money on that till about three years yeah. or so ago. Like your best bet was to have you use that that audience to, to get, sell something. Yeah, to sell something like 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 there was no monetization, there was no business model for this right. this thing. Yeah, the the word influencer hadn't even like been really created yet at this point." It was such a uncharted time, you know, kind of thing. And I just told her, I said, I have no idea how we're going to make money. I said, but there's, there, I really feel like we're on to something here. And to her credit, man, I mean, you know, you go from steady paycheck, health insurance, you know, the only life we've known together. And she was, she's, you know, kind of like you. She's like, all right, <laughs> you know, all right, let's, you know, let's figure it out. And so I let them know November 1st that, you know, this is what I was going to do. Um, and this was like two years worth of trying and failing. So I'd been doing videos for a while. Yeah. 
most people don't know that. They all think that it started around those times. No, man, I was talking to myself for years. Yeah. Just trying to make videos. Told the Army November 1st, November 8th, Donald Trump gets elected. My life's never been the same since. And, um, you know, ironically, that was the easy part. The hard part was figuring out, okay, you're, you're internet famous, whatever that means. Now, what do you do? How do you, because there's been, for every hundred people that become internet famous, 99 of them are gone in a year. Like you look at the, what were they called? The, um, those crazy kids that had tattoos all over them. Oh, Island boys, whatever they were. Like, dude, they started doing all kinds of stupid stuff just to try to stay real. Yeah, just try to make any kind of money. Exactly. Right. And so the hard part was figuring out, okay, how do we turn this into a business? And how do we how do we take what I call the fastball business and then work in a curveball and a slider and all this other kind of stuff? Yep. Uh, you know, which now we have multiple businesses. Yeah. And, and so well, that was the hard part, trying to figure all that out. I could definitely see that. I'd say the the struggle I've been having lately with like social media is our my following for lack of a better term came from me and my wife making like couples humorous content, you know, lip sync stuff, but putting a twist on it with the captions. And honestly, like as I look at it now, like we did it because we had a ton of fun with it. People yeah. resonated with it. It was relatable and stuff like that. But I, I started to realize that like that wasn't the kind of content that I wanted to make. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to produce stuff where stuff's meaningful to me, whether yeah. it's business and trying to help people, trying to elevate people and things like that. And so the the contrast for me is that, and I don't know, it, I don't think YouTube and all those people, like the algorithms were set up the same way, way back. But I know now they niche you into, they niche you into your metric yard. Yeah. So it's like now that I'm trying to make that transition into more meaningful content and the, the podcast has helped because every time I do one of these, I chop it up into, you know, 20, 30 little short form clips, schedule them out over the next month. And so over the last two or three months, I've been posting just bukus of business type content. Yeah. Um, so it's helped and I'm starting to like get a little bit of traction in that space too. Um, but that's been my struggle is like trying to to switch that quote-unquote niche into something else um and it sounds i mean like you went from non-political to political and it just skyrocketed for you yeah so it started off uh, it started off with everybody had like like you said like a persona mm-hmm. right and, and so you know you, you you had these people like there was this guy used to be called a combat veteran and he would make funny videos and things like that and then you know i was the daily rants guy Mm. That was that was like my my shtick, you know. Every day I'm gonna rant about something, right? right? And you know, I, man, I never went to business school. I never did anything like that. I, I, you know, I give it all to God. I, I knew, I knew once it took off, and I got my first sponsor. My first sponsor was for, you know, thirty five hundred bucks for three months. Let's see, let's see what you can do. But that's with a family of five at the time, oh, yeah. and no insurance, no more. So. Some people are like, oh yeah, and there's not awesome. the, there's not the other monetization, yeah, so it's nothing. That was it. Like that was that was it. I mean, I left the army for that. Like, so did you go from the army to full on like this is going to be your full time? Like we're waiting table, burn the bridges, sink or swim. Like one hundred percent. Dude, I love that quote by the way. I don't mean to sidetrack us, but the burn the bridges, burn the bridges, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and well, I, I tell people that all the time now. 
you know, my bridges are so burned, like, you know, p- people want to talk about standing for what you believe in, right? If, 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 if I lost everything that we worked for tomorrow, where am I going to go get a job? Like, like, like I'm serious. You know, I mean that seriously, like, like what I know how to do now, I could go be the C, the COO, CMO, CEO of companies and stuff like that, but who will hire me? Yeah. You know, one Google search and it's like, nope. I mean, and so you want to talk about step, that's all that thing. Well, I mean, but I, I'll put it this way. If, if you lose everything, you will have a spot here at Olympus. Good. <laughs> so don't worry about it. If we're nothing else. You... Well, well, I appreciate it. Hopefully it never comes yeah, to that. But, 100%. But, but anyway, so back to the, back to the shtick of it all. And yeah. I knew that it was never going to work as much as I don't agree with him politically. Uh, it was kind of like the rock approach, right? So the people that are our age call him the rock. Yep. You know, my kids call him Dwayne Johnson. You know what I mean? And so I knew that I that that the Daily Rants guy spiel only had such a short shelf life to it. So I knew that I had to become myself, Graham Allen, yeah. right? And and because what what hooked people initially was. Do I get on rants and do I get on tangents from time to time? Sure. But but how I'm talking to you now, this is more me. I, I'm, I'm normally the quietest guy in the room. I'm normally the guy that kind of watches, you know, and, and stuff and uh, kind of keeps to myself. And so I knew that I had to make that transition. And so we started doing more serious videos about more serious topics, about things that were going on. If there was a school shooting or something, we would talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a big high profile suicide was Chester Bennington at Lincoln Park. We talked about it, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, 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 you know, really started trying to turn it into people weren't coming to the page because they were expecting a performance. Yeah. They were coming to the pages because they were, they wanted to genuinely know what somebody that was just like them thought. Yep. And, and, and so, you know, that's why to this day, man, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I got a nice truck, but I still drive a truck. You, you know, yeah. man, I'm, I'm still in a truck just like I was back in the day. I, you know, I mean, this, this I mean, this is how I drive. I, yeah. I own my own clothing company, so that helped. And yeah, the 912, you know, like that is such amazing branding. That, and obviously, yeah. like it means something. Yeah. Like I don't want to like spin that to just the marketing side of yeah. it because the the message behind it is so impactful i don't want to sound like i'm trying to take away well, from that no, at all. no 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 um, absolutely but just from a if, if you take out the meaning which again don't want to sound denigrating to it yeah from a, a branding and marketing perspective from a business perspective like everybody knows no matter what political side of the aisle yeah. you're on that day after 9 11 yeah the country came together this conversation started for sure yeah, you know 100 and so you know, again, I, you know, well, we can start talking success and marketing strategies there as well, but, but that goes along with it too. Yeah. Cause once we, you know, made that transition to Graham Allen, everybody was like, man, I really think we're missing out on merch sale. Right. I was like, I, I think you're right, but if we do it, we're going to do it right. I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want, I, I find it egotistical. I was like, I don't really want to do Graham Allen shirts. Like that yeah. seems... Yes. Like, Stupid. why would you want to? Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, maybe you can make a little money, but where's the, where's the longevity and something? I, I already have a business that if I die, it dies, yep. which is my face and me talking, exactly. right? 
So the next things that I do, I'm going to create something that if I do it right, maybe my kids can take over it one day or something like that. And, and so that was a whole, man, that was so, the, the 912 thing. And uh, that was such a whirlwind, 912, coming up with that because we knew, because one of my first sponsors was an apparel company. Okay. Uh, and so I learned a lot from those guys. Like I learned, you know, what a pain in the butt it was. I, I mean, I knew that it wasn't going to be easy, but I also knew that, you know, Graham Allen Merch.com was stupid. That's never going to work. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I love that 912 has turned into something. Like if you see somebody with a 912, on their truck and, and and it's so cool because I'll be driving through Atlanta and places like that and I'll see it. Yeah. You know, and they don't know I'm behind them and stuff, but I'll be like, I, I see you, I see you there. Yeah. But it's kind of like, I mean, you just know. You see somebody with this nine one two, like you know. It's like, oh, oh yeah. okay, you know, I I know that. Yeah. Well, and what one of the things I love about it is there's there's a powerful marketing strategy. And I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but it it plays right into it of the inside group. So yeah. it's like when people feel like they're in in the know, they're yeah. in the the cool click, the the people where, you know, if I just see that shirt and don't know the brand, 912, what is that? Like you yeah. don't look at it as 912. Yep. But to the people that it means something, it means something. They don't they, say anything. They just know. All that much more loyal to yeah. the brand because they're in the click now. Yeah, exactly. And so the whole point was to create a pro America line, and and it, it's a line that is it political, but it's not afraid to to talk about things that 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 we deem to be American things, like the Second Amendment. That's an American thing. Like, right. We're not going to back down from that type of stuff, you know. Um, I, I and and that's what I love about it. the The whole point is to remember that day that we were all together. All this pettiness crap that a lot of us you know bicker about you know we, we don't get involved in that but 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 we're not afraid yeah. to get involved in things that we believe to be legitimate deals you know for, for, for america and you know uh the border super political that's an american thing right in, in our opinion you know yeah, and there, there's so much right now that shouldn't be politicized that is politicized yeah. like how it, this is the biggest thing for me because we, my wife and I have supported Operation Underground Railroad for a long time now. Right. When I say long time, I don't want to like over-exaggerate, but probably a year, year and a half now, we've been donating on a monthly basis to that organization because we believe in Tim Ballard. We believe in what he's doing. And once we, once our eyes were open to what's going on with yeah. human trafficking, like we've done, we, I'm not the guy like, I've got a ton of guns. I know how I've spent two years as an MMA fighter. I work out every day. Like I can hold my own, but I'm not the dude that can go to Bolivia yeah. and try to get these kids out of a bad situation. Right. Um, but I can give money to those that do. Yeah. So for me, when I see the Sound of Freedom movie come out and it's being like it's being demonized by like I don't understand how like how that jump can be made. Oh, because well, I mean there's evil people in the world that that, that, that want to do evil things. And so that's funny that you say that because uh, we very much have, have had the same kind of calling on us as well. Um, you know, Tim and the, you've got other guys like Yaku Buins and Victor Marks and people that have these operations. And there's other people that we know that, uh, I you know, they don't want me to say their names. Uh, but, but, you know, 
I used to be that guy, but but I'm not that guy anymore. So me and Alyssa actually, well, Alyssa specifically, Asher House, one of our charities is getting ready to branch off and we're in the process of uh, acquiring land and we're going to start building tiny homes Okay. for when these victims are rescued. Well, a lot of th- things that people don't think about is, right. you know, the, the rescue is the part that everybody thinks about. Yeah. But they don't think about the year, two year therapy recovery time that these people need to yeah. get back into integrated back into society. Right. And so the next the next thing of Asher House that we're getting ready to do is start massive fundraising to build this safe haven for yeah. these people. I mean, we got a call last week from Yaku. They they rescued eight people. And needed a place for them to go, and they were in the Carolinas. Yeah. It wasn't a spot. And so, you know, unfortunately, this is a number that's not going down. It's yeah. going up. And But but this is a gap that a lot of people don't think about. 100%. You know, uh, which obviously the tip of the spear going and rescuing these victims is obviously of the utmost importance. Sure. But it's just like pulling someone out of war and then not dealing with the trauma that they deal with right. after and, you know, most of these people were trafficked as kids that are now, you know, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to do? Yeah, what are they going to do? And, and so so that's one mission that we're taking on with our charities as well, well uh, is to, you know, go that route and, and obtain acreage and start, you know, building. You know, the goal is to have like 10 tiny homes plus a recreational area because you got to have a place to you know, for food and for, you know, Bible study and for therapy sessions and things like that. And, and, and so, you know, those are the things behind the scenes that, you know, I don't normally display on social media or that, you know, that is actually the most important stuff to well, us. And if, if in any way, dude, I mean, I own a construction company. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We, you know, now given we don't, we don't do building. I mean, we are licensed general contractors, but the roofing, you know, gutters, siding, even solar systems uh, to generate power for them. Yeah. Like, bro, if there is any way, like, we can be involved in that and help. Yeah, man. We, I, we're connected now. Like, Yeah, no, I'd love to. I mean, the, the, the point of that is just to create as many relationships as possible to try to do the most good. Right. right? And so, you know, um, yeah, I, I mean, after talking to so many people and Sound of Freedom, you know, Sound of Freedom's brought a lot of people, a lot of attention to it. Yep. But this is something, you know, that we've been talking to these guys about for a long time yep. is, you know, th- there's a lot of charity organizations that are getting, you know, they always need more, obviously, yep. a lot of funding to go get these victims. But there is a really big gap of where do they take them after they get them. That makes you perfect know? sense. And so... Because it's just something people don't think about. Yeah, well, and even me, I'm a perfect case in point of that because, I mean, this is a, it's an issue that's dear to my heart that we've been contributing to for a long time. Yeah. It never occurred to me to think about what happened because, it, and I don't want to, it's not that it's not important to you, but it's just out of oh. sight, out of mind. Yeah, you just don't They're know. there. That's horrible. Get them out. Yeah. You just don't, you don't know what you don't And then the scariest part is, you know, Sound of Freedom brought a lot of attention to overseas. Yep. But the the reality is America is the biggest consumer of all this stuff. And, yeah. and so there's so many victims here in America that need to be rescued. Yeah. And and you know, and so that and so the you know, so that's kind of the thing. I mean, you know, 
it kind of goes with yes when it comes to children and honestly young adults to anybody in my opinion i mean children obviously is the most heinous but anybody that's involved in such this horrific thing that is sex trafficking yeah um you know yes we have an obligation to help but 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 what about here at home as well Mm -hmm. and so you know greenville is one of if not i I, Alyssa knows the stats greenville is a horrific hub for it yeah through atlanta and things like that it's it's directly in between atlanta and charlotte yeah man and and so so here in the carolinas there's a gigantic need for people to have somewhere to go um you know you get a a 17 18 year old that's been trafficked for the past five years well now they're too old for dss Right. So where are they supposed to go? Yeah. You well, can't just, well, where, not on the streets. They're going to go right back into like prostitution, to, drug, right. whatever. It's because exactly. what they know. They don't have birth certificates. They don't have social security cards. They don't have driver's license. They can't get a job. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, so, so the Lord really kind of put it on our heart. <clears throat> if I can get religious again for a moment, I've, we were getting ready to finally buy our dream house. You know, I mean, we, we, we don't live lavish lifestyles. You know, we have a, we have a, $300,000 house that we bought years ago. Yeah. And, you know, we put our money in other places and we were finally like, okay, you know, we, we, you know I think we're finally ready to like get our like house, house, yeah. kind, of like, oh, yeah. kind of thing. And man, you know, we found it, you know, we, we were like, oh yeah, this is, this is it. Like, this is a house oh, that, yeah. as catty as it is to say, <clears throat> this is a house that represents where we are in life. You know what I mean? I know that sounds no, horrible to say it. Like, my wife and I have the same comp- Yep. Yeah, and, and 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 I mean, we found it, man. Like we found the house, and you know, I I, I don't really care if Alyssa loves it. I'm good. I I just I don't care. I I, I could care. I got my truck and give me my TV, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm fine. But man, you know, the Lord really just started hitting Alyssa. Like, no, don't don't do not go get that house. Don't go get that house. And we just couldn't figure out why. And we just couldn't figure out why. And then, boom, Yaku calls Alyssa just out of the blue and led us down this road. It's like, okay, we're supposed to use this money yeah. to go this route to get this land, you know, and then to start, you know, building these, uh, this, this, this haven for these people to go yeah. here in this area and stuff like that. And so, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get a house <clears throat> that, you know, uh, I mean, we're busting at the seams of this place, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we've listened to what we think the Lord's been telling us for a long time. So we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna keep rolling with it, man. And, and if we lose, we lose everything trying to do what we think we're supposed to do, then yeah. I'm good with that, man. And the, what y'all are doing though, like, cause again, like these big public organizations are the ones that get the attention, Yeah, you know? But like, we think they, good. and they no, said, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you can have a bigger impact working with local companies. But the problem is most people don't know about the local yeah. things and what they're doing. Like even me, like I'm thrilled that we're supporting the Asher House and and don't make speaking of which, don't let me forget before you leave. I got a check to give you. Oh yeah, um, no, I trust me. Uh, Alyssa <laughs> would not let me. Yeah, um, but uh, very good at running the charity. Very good. <laughs> yeah. at it. But um, but then beyond that, man, like. Yeah, I, contributing money is one thing, but if there's ever an opportunity for me to, yeah, and obviously I don't want anything in return for this, but like 
if there's ever an opportunity to help out, if it's y'all are clearing the land, digging ditches, like whatever I can do, man. I'm, yeah, man. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate that because, I mean, that that's that's what it takes. Yeah. Is it, you know, one of the most disheartening things for me, and this has nothing to do with success or business, this is charity we're talking sure. about, but has been, you know, you, you just assume, because we have two charity organizations. <clears throat> We've got the super public one, the Dear America Foundation, which is for veterans, first responders, and their families. That one kills it, right? Because obviously it's a direct spinoff from what I do publicly. It's veterans, it's cops, it's, you know, it's sexy, right? Like people people like to donate to that. They're like, ooh, you know, oh, so-and-so is going to be at this event or blah, 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 blah. And so that one's one's really easy, but, but, but Asher House has been such like a, a punch in the gut because it's like, oh my goodness, no wonder so many of these. Azure House started out and is still an arm of it as a, because like I said, Alyssa is the highest level you can be in all this stuff. Is, you know, she came to me one day and she was like, hey, you know, there's a gap that, you know, there's a need. Once these kids process out of the system at 18 mm-hmm. to like 24, these kids come from broken homes. A lot of them have been sexually assaulted. They weren't sex trafficked, but they're sexual assault victims. Um, A lot of them have been homeless. Uh, I mean, you've got 18, 19-year-old kids roaming the streets that don't have driver's license or IDs of any kind, no birth certificate, no social, no GED, don't even know how to get a job. Um, Some of them have babies and they can't afford diapers and all this other kind of stuff. So Asher House started out as that. Okay, yep. we, uh, we're going to be, I can't remember the word, Alyssa knows it better than I do, but but immediate care for these forgotten about years, that that yep. that, that six-year time frame that everybody forgets about, yep. that 18 to 24. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and inside Asher House, there's baby supplies, there's hygiene supplies for women, especially, right. Uh, being in the army, you know, I know, you know, females need so much more hygiene stuff (laughs) than, 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 than males just in general. Uh, there's showers at the Asher house, uh, separate, (laughs) you know, uh, I mean, and literally kids can stop in and just get a shower. That's, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, if they go through the programs, they can earn, you know, money to, to like, you know, get food. And, and so, I mean, we feed them as well. Or I say we, Alyssa feeds them as well. Um, and it started like that. And then now Asher House is expanding into kind of like this two-pronged thing because there's so many things going on. And so all this stuff about being famous, it, it's cool. All this stuff about making money, it's awesome. But <clears throat> I truly believe that the Lord blesses people financially not to hold on to that money. I just don't, I just don't fundamentally don't believe that. I fundamentally believe that the Lord blesses people financially to be a blessing. And, and, and those people that try to hold on to it, you're eventually going to lose it all. Anyway. And, 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 you know, what good is having a million dollars in the bank if you die and you've never helped anyone do anything. And so, you know, I'd rather have ten dollars in the bag and have tried. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and so, man, as I've gotten older, it, my whole worldview has just changed on business and and 
you know, taking risk and all that stuff. And, and we can get into the business talk now, but, 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 but I feel, I feel like that's a good place to start because everything I'm going to say, it's coming from <laughs> that, that viewpoint that, yeah. you know, I've, I've been to the top of the mountain, if you would, uh, you know, I've man, <clears throat> I've made, yeah. I mean, dude, you've got 1.1 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, that is something yeah, like, yeah. And I know knowing you or having this conversation with you and understanding your character, I know like the the social media metrics aren't what matter to you. Yeah. But to the outside world, like you said, you're on top of the heat hitting that that magical number. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and and I don't know what it is these days, but, you know, I think we're averaging like a billion impressions a month or something like that. It's something ridiculous. And and I don't know why I tell everybody all the time. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why people listen to me and, and not other people. I, I couldn't tell you. But, I, man, and, and I say all this, like you said earlier, this is not like a, ooh, look what I've done. This is this is for, so people can hear me say this. You know, I, I wanted to be successful. I wanted <clears throat> to be the guy at the top of the mountain. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I've made a million dollars in a day mm-hmm. before. You know, with nine twelve, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, sometimes what 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 happened? That's gross, but still ridiculous, right? Right. And you know, I've been to the top of the mountain, and when I got there, I realized there's nothing up here. Like truly, like 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 when I got to the top, and we're all climbing different mountains. Like 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 we all, like you said, success is relative, right? Yep. So you know. <clears throat> We all have different ideas of what success is. And, you know, when I got to the top of my mountain, what I was trying to climb, I, I just realized, oh my gosh, this is, that's the most depressed I've ever been. I mean, literally, the two years ago, I made the most money I've ever made in my entire life. And, you know, there's no point in getting into it, but I mean, so much money, I'm having to figure out how to get rid of yeah. stuff. I had a Porsche in the driveway. I had two trucks. I had, like, we were just Every- trying to figure out a way to get rid of money. Right. right? Or the government's going to take it kind of thing. That's why I drive the car I drive. Honest to goodness. It's like, and not that, like, I made some stupid, ridiculous amount, but, like, I bought my car, and it's a Tesla Model X. Um, I'm not a fan of electric car. I still have my F-150 yep. that is a gas vehicle. So yep. when they start doing this stupid stuff and controlling all that crap, I'm yep. still good to go. We, we, but, we got a whole busted up Jeep that, that, yeah. that ain't got an electronic in it. That's it. Uh, yeah. um, but I bought that car solely because it's over 6,000 pounds. Like yep. you accelerated depreciation. Yeah, 25%, and it's, yeah, it's a $100,000 yeah. ride-off. Exactly. And, and, and so... That's what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of people are like, ooh, he's forgot where he came from. No, it's either do this, find charity organizations, or the government's going to try to take it from you. Yeah. Right? And, and so anyway, made all that money, and, and and I was the most depressed I've ever been. I went to the ER probably three times in a 45-day period because I thought I was having a heart attack, Oof. like from from panic and stress and yeah. all this other stuff. And just just the most alone i've ever felt in my life um because i realized everybody around me outside of uh, my, my my friend justin every single person around me is only around me because i pay them money mm-hmm. every person in my life outside of my wife is only in my life because i'm graham allen right you know and, and it was it was this man it put me in a dark place for a while i could see that yeah, for, for a long time and, you know, that's just kind of when I came out of it, it, it you know, the Lord really kind of, 
we've got this cabin up in Sapphire, North Carolina that we go to a lot for, for the company. It's kind of a retreat, but you know, I, I go there by myself a lot too, <laughs> just to get away from everything. Because, uh, I mean, there's nothing up there. Once you get to the top of that mountain, like, there's you and the bears. Yeah. Like, 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 that's it. And, uh, you know, when I came back down one time, it, it was just it was just so clear to me that, you know, I, I want to say that in my personal banking account, we had like a million in cash sitting in there. And, and again, I don't say that to try to, like, I, I don't mean it to come off like, oh, look, at, I, I'm saying it for the people that are trying to do business and they think, oh, if I can get to a point where I have that kind of money sitting around, oh my! No, you won't. Like it, it, it yeah. it's not, it's not going to do for you what you think it's going to do for you. Yeah. And you know when I really started feeling again is when I was just like, how much does church need? Ten grand? Okay, here. You know, I, how, right. how much does charity need? Okay, fine. Here, take it. Um, you know, employees. Uh, oh, your car's broke down? Hey, man, just take the government car. I mean, not the government car, the company car. Yeah. I, get it back Get it back when you can get it back. You know, fit, you know fit, figure your stuff out. You know, I, yeah. it's just, when, 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 you know, I just realized that, man, you know, what, what's the point of having that kind of money in the bank if you're surrounded by people that, like I said, are only there because you pay them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that you don't pay only want to talk to you because you're Grandma Allen. Uh, and then, yeah, you got a million dollars in the bank, but you, you're having panic attacks. You can barely get out of bed. Yeah. You know, you, 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 hate having to get in front of the camera cause you're having to push all these emotions aside and everything like that. None of it's worth it. Yeah. And you know, and the, the, the only thing that's actually worth it is if you're going to be successful in business is what are you going to do with the success once you have it? And I think that's. Ultimately, obviously, you found a lot of success before. I think the people that embrace the idea of I'm playing the game because I enjoy the game, like I want to grow this business big because I can grow this business big, are the ones that tend to be more successful than the ones that want to do it for the money. Yeah. And it goes back to like exactly what you're talking about now. Like the money isn't isn't the end goal. That's what you can do with the money to impact people because like given you weren't doing it for your own selfish purposes, but I know for me personally, anytime that I've been able to like cut a check and give something to somebody, yeah, I feel better, way better about being able to do that. The Bible very much it talks about this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's better to give than to receive. A hundred percent. Like, absolutely. It's like, I'm the dude at Christmas. Like I'm literally like, don't give me anything. Let yeah. me just, I'm, I'm, I'm buying for everybody else. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, you know, is you've kind of like learned through this. Um, it's such a huge, important message, man. Like, cause the way I look at business is there's absolutely nothing wrong. I, I, don't be ruthless, but ruthlessly pursue yeah. being successful. Like be proficient in what God has given you the ability to be good at. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Because the, the bigger you grow your business, the more you can do with it right. to, to do more beneficial things for other people. Like, I don't think, I don't think the pursuit of money is a bad thing. I think a pursuit of money for the wrong reasons. The love of money is a bad thing. The love of money. Yeah, no, no, I I completely agree. I, 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 in fact, that's kind of my whole process. I should turn you on to some friends of mine. They have, I mean, I'm sure you're, you're in business. You know, they have these mastermind courses that you can go to, right? 
So there's a group of guys that, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff with. I'm speaking at one of their one of their masterminds in Texas in November. Uh, but their things, they're called the King's Council is okay. what it's called. You should look them up. Yeah, I'll check them out. Um, and it's for, it's for just starting off entrepreneurs, uh, six-figure guys that want to be seven-figure guys, seven-figure guys want to be eight, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Um, and, but the whole purpose behind it, unlike normal mastermind courses where they teach you, you know, all about how to do, you know, uh, email, uh, segmentations and all this other kind of stuff. They teach you all that, for, but for the purpose of becoming more successful so you can be more generous for the kingdom. I like that. Like type that. That's cool. And so I'll introduce you to them. I think you would really like, yeah, please really like those guys uh, because, because we need we need more Christian entrepreneurs and business owners that rally around each other to be as successful as possible so we can further God's kingdom and and because there's so many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Churches, evangelism, ministries, uh, charities, you know, feeding the homeless, uh, sheltering the homeless, veterans, uh, ending child and, and human sex trafficking. Right. Th- there's so many different avenues there. And and so that's why I work with and, and go to the seminars and speak for the, this King's Council group, because it's the same thing as, a ma- I mean, it's the exact same thing, except it's from a Christian entrepreneur standpoint. Yeah. What is the purpose of making all this money? Right. Like, seriously, you know, you know kind of thing. And, and it answers and talks in depth about the very things we're talking about now. You know, why, why, what good is it for a Christian entrepreneur to be successful in their business if you don't do anything with it kind of thing? And so, you know, it's a very powerful uh, thing and it, and it, you know, it, it helps, it helps when you have a bunch of other people around you, you know, saying the same things and, and wanting the same things and, you know, I want you and your business to be successful, just like I want mine to be successful, because, you know, I believe that you'll do the right things with the money that you get. And and so, you know, there's too many people that are doing the wrong things to get rich. Yeah. And they're just enriching themselves and investing in horrible organizations. That, right. You know, uh, I know this isn't a political show, but, you know, pro-abortion charities and oh, things like that. And, you know, how do we fight back against that? Well, we we become successful, we become financially independent, and then we donate to the pro-life organization. Yeah. And they, I mean, that's how that's how you fight. That's how you level the playing field. Well, and then you get into, like, I, the, the one quote that I always kind of embraced was that if you show me five, somebody's five best friends, I'll show you their future. Yeah. A hundred percent believe that. Like, the type of people that you choose to surround yourself with is the type of person that you're ultimately going to become. Yep. And the organizations like that, like the King's Council, you know, I don't know these guys yet, but I'm excited to, to get introduced, I, 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 to get out. I will but connect you directly. Like, you would love these guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, like, and it, it is just the reality of it. Like, right now, you know, Candace Owens talks about this a lot, but we are in a spiritual war yep. for this country right love now. Love Candace, by the way. Yeah, she's Good freaking friend. awesome. Um, dude, we, I didn't even know she was coming to keep it vague she was coming to a place in the upstate yeah kind of close to me um a few months back and i didn't see it until like 30 minutes on her instagram story yeah, like, yeah. Oh. um charlie came through here not too long ago too really yeah um yeah but like it's 
that that whole idea of a spiritual warfare like and we need even even taking again the politics out of it yeah like we look at what they're doing with the country like we just i literally got a phone call today um of a school shoot or not a school shooting but a shooting within gun range of a high school here in the upstate um we were planning on going to a football game tomorrow night we're not going now because like it's just this dangerous kind of aspect of of what's going on right now and then you get into the lockdowns that appear to be attempting to come back and things like that and again we need business owners that are willing to stand up and say no no matter what the the course of action is business owners that will stand up and say this not this this is too much we're we're going too far i'm not going to play into this this indoctrination of what you're trying to do yeah um you know fortunately for us like and i hate saying it this way but the lockdowns were the best thing that could have ever happened to our business because we're we're considered an essential business yeah we're in the home services industry yeah and all of these homeowners are now in their homes all the time paying attention to what's going on yeah so our phone rings off the hook it did wonders for the revenue of our business yeah well well, us the same i mean you know because we were reporting on everything and yeah. you know i'm not shutting down for nothing and mm-hmm. and so it, it did the same thing for i i think i think you brought up a, an important point and I, I do think this goes along with business is you know there were a lot of businesses and by a lot i mean tens if not hundreds of thousands of small businesses that closed and never opened again yep. because they allowed a spirit of fear and and a government to unconstitutionally tell them that they had to close yep. every single person that stood up and said no eventually won that battle yeah. every single one of them every so, single one and and so from from that standpoint like for for the businesses we didn't have to fight because we were considered essential yeah for the businesses that aren't considered essential your gyms your restaurants whatever it is like how how do you think the best way to handle that is just don't close, take the fines, fight them in court? I think, I think you're, I think the mindset has to be for, for, for me. And so, so for me, like, and I realize everybody's entrepreneurial story starts different. Uh, you know, for me, the first four or five years of being an entrepreneur, man, I, you know, I didn't have any money. You know, I, I mean, like you said, you had credit card debt. I mean, so did I. And, this was before, I mean, New York Times did, and New York Times did an article on me because we were one of the top 100 in the world, not the nation, the world most engaged social media pages. Wow. Um, and I was broke because you could, I, we were averaging a billion views a year and didn't make a dime, not yeah. one dime off of it. And so I figured out. Because, you know, to, to pull all this stuff off, even as we sit here, it's not just us. Like, you know, right. it's all the people in this room right now helping pull this off. Exactly. It's not, Shout out to Kevin. Yeah, yeah. It's not free, you know, to do all this. Um, you know, and a lot of people think that, too. The audio podcast, they're like, oh, this is free. No, it's not. <laughs> the more popular your podcast get, the more money it costs me for you to be able to hear it. But anyway, back to the point. I figured out that if I paid my truck note every fourth month, and my home, my house mortgage every fourth month, they couldn't take it away from me because I had to make a choice, my credit or keep the employees, because eventually this is going to 
become something. Yeah. Dude, my credit score was cash. That's what my credit score was. <laughs> and but 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 that's what it took. Yeah, I mean it took because if I if I had just chosen, well, I can't I can't let my credit take a ding or so well, we wouldn't have any of this stuff that we have today. I mean, yep. that is the truth. Mm -hmm. And and so I tell people, you know, so for me, I've lost everything before. It, yeah, when the storm figured out, and I've I've been broke before. I'll be broke again. You know, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and truth is, if a business realistically, especially like here in the upstate where South Carolina tends to lean way more red than it does yeah. anything. Um, a business that's going to stand their ground and say, hey, I'm not shutting down. If the cops show up and try to shut you down, that's a new story that's going to give you so much publicity, Correct. you're going to go through the moon. And, and, and I and I would hope that people saw that from the last time, that people like myself, you know, you brought up Oliver Anthony. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Anthony wouldn't be famous if it wasn't for myself and other people like me that saw it and slingshot it that right. thing, right? I mean- that's how this works now. Yeah. You know, now it is a collective of all these people that have these big platforms that when we find out about something that needs to be talked about, you know, we, we all work together. Jason Aldean wouldn't have had, uh, try that in a small town, yeah. was released like four months ago. Yeah. And it wasn't until the back, you know, I know the holidays and, you know, we just, we, we just, all right, watch this. And, you know, yeah. slingshot, it, it's different now. And, and so I would hope Last time, I think I would say I think it's pretty safe to say that ninety-eight percent of people did what the what the government told them to do. Yeah, I think that's a safe proposition. I think I think you're looking at more of like a seventy-three percent of people will do what the government tells them to do this this next yeah. time, and that's when it's going to become interesting. Not where we live is right. going to become interesting in the places that are run by the the the, the Democrats that are more left-leaning states, you know, that that uh, the police will enforce unconstitutional things and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it goes like this. If if we were to go back in time and tell everybody, no, 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 I'm telling you, th this is not what what we think it is. That, like, like, this is, in the grand scheme of it, of what they they locked down the entire world, yeah, and now we know it was like, eh, probably shouldn't have done that. You know, right. it's ruined everything. People would stand up and they would be like, no. So I guess my question would be now: it's like, you know, how much more proof do you need that, you know, the government doesn't know what's best for you? You're right; they, they, they don't. And I I would hope that people have more have more fortitude within themselves and what they believe and what they know to be true to to anytime someone's trying to force you to do something i would say you should do the exact opposite yeah and you know Generally speaking i mean you know it's, it's same thing like buying a car if they're trying to force you to buy that car today eh, walk away they'll shave a grand off of it and call you back the next day I mean, right. you know i mean it's uh yeah, it's just like negotiations in business. You know this. If you have to be willing to walk away, because if you're not willing to walk away, then then you're gonna lose in the deal. And be prepared to walk. And away. be prepared to walk away. No, I guess this isn't gonna work. You know, kind of thing. It's, you know, are you prepared to you know lose your business? Are you prepared to? 
I look at it that way with my children, you know, my, my you know, because I've got three older children now. We just adopted our fourth. Uh, and that, That's that, super awesome. Congrats on that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've had her for four months, but it officially, officially, officially became legal and official last Friday. Yep. So, so that's really cool. So she is officially an Allen now, uh, birth certificate yeah. changed and all that stuff. Anyway, but but I got three older kids, and especially my boys. Um, I got two middle schoolers, and they watch. Yeah. You know, and you know, I think to myself, you know, what's going to matter more to them when they're men one day? That their dad was famous and made a lot of money, or if if their dad had to, I was willing to lose all of it for what I believe in. You yeah. know, so powerful. And 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 I just I. I am hopeful that that would have much more weight to it than, oh, my dad, yeah, it was cool. My dad was famous. We, you know, we, we, yeah, right. we did what we wanted to do kind of thing, you know. And I, I think for, I think in the short term, they're probably not going to realize how important it is. Yeah. Um, but as they get older, they'll, they'll start to understand that's how much that meant. That's the hope. And, you know, even with adoption, you know, well, we, we heard, you know, that was a big concern when me and Alyssa were, Talking about it is, well, you know, how are the kids going to react, you know? And it's so funny, man. God's so, God's so incredible because, you know, Alyssa was the first one that wanted to adopt. And I was, no, <laughs> no, right. no, 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 no. And and it was, it was really me being worried about, like, I, I can't love somebody else's kid the same way I love, like, my own kids. Like, yeah. And I'm not going to bring a kid in to traumatize them because they know that I don't love them the same way that I do. And I even said, I like, and especially a girl, there's no way. There's yeah. no way. I got Anna Grace. There's no way I could love yeah. another little girl the way that I love Anna Grace. I said, why would I want to traumatize a kid like that? And then I was also worried about the kids. Like, they're like, well, who in the world is this coming up in here? You know, and all this stuff. And man, it's so amazing how God just removes all of those things, like, instantly. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, Instantly, uh, Anna Grace, uh, this month, well, September, to, you know, this is the 31st, yeah. Laura, in literally nine days, Anna Grace turns 10. Okay. And so, I mean, Anna Grace instantly second mom to, oh, to, to the movie. Beautiful. I mean, the boys instantly in love with her. Like, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it was, it, it's so crazy how it's just like, Boom, instant. When it's crazy how much, like, you can learn from your kids in that way. Yeah. Like, as as a parent, we always think about what we can teach our kids and what we can embark on them. But yeah. sometimes, man, they kind of check you. and it's, Absolutely. You know, in that situation, it's like, they show you it's okay to love them. Like kids' abilities to love is incredible because it doesn't have, you know, as adults, it we have contingencies to you know, oh, you know, oh, we can be friends, but there's contingencies around it. Oh, if you, but but if you do this, this or that, you know, right. it's over. Oh, you know, yeah, I think I'm, I think I love you, but if you do this, this and that, you know, blah blah blah. You know, when kids, man, when kids say they love you, like they mean it, like mm-hmm. they're, like they they don't even know how to compute, like, well, what do you? Well, no, I, I mean, I don't even know how to compute anything other than that, right? And and so anyway, back to the adoption thing. I, I just hope that. You know, I talked to so many adoptees that, you know, said that they're now grown children have adopted 
because they That's cool. saw that while they were kids. And so you don't realize what's being downloaded and what kind of culture they're getting used to until until they get older, you know? And, and so, uh, you know, there's a part of me and my wife that, like, since our kids have experienced so much now, you know, like, they've seen almost the entire country. I I, I never left Mississippi until I was 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and so... You know, we're kind of hopeful that, like, since they've experienced life so much, like, maybe they'll want to stay yeah. like, where we are. You know, uh, unlike me and my wife, right. we were out a second. Week, oh, yeah. We could get out of there. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, and and so, again, I do what I do um, the way I do it. Could I make more money if I was a was not as vocal about certain? Uh, absolutely. I inadvertently have cost, and this is how petty people are, I've inadvertently cost Asher House money because people find out who Alyssa's husband is and they're like, nope, forget those kids. Like, like, like we're, we're like, not. I can't understand. How do you lay your head down and sleep at night? If you're going to let your political. That's, and I'm not going to call any names because, because, you know, that's what got me in trouble last time. Yeah. But I mean, it happened. Uh, you know, Asher House was supposed to get uh, a commitment of a of an annual commitment, like right. so much money per year. Yeah, you know, from from this organization, and they found out who I was and gone. Dude. And so, you know, uh, I mean, that that's that's the world that we fight against. But you know what? It's just again it goes back to what we were saying. You know, I can tell the kids. You know, yeah, that hurt. That hurt the business, but. I, I meant what I said, you know, and, and I stand by what I said. And those are obviously people that we weren't supposed to work with anyway, you know, kind of thing. And, and so if it wasn't that, it was going to be something else down the road. And, and so it's a, it's an interesting time, but, but, but our children, man, they're watching us. They're watching what we do. And if we back down and if we are weak and if we don't stand when we need to, they're going to imitate us tenfold, you know, of, That's what, so true. of what we do. And so, you know, my goal and my hope is that my children are going to be 10 times bolder than I ever could be. And, you know, my hope is that they'll be 10 times more successful than I, but then again, they could end up just wanting to open a food truck somewhere, and that's it, and, and that's fine. But you know, well, it's like we talked about at the beginning, man. Success is relative. Yeah, like, relative. Success yeah. is it's what it's what's important to you, yeah. and it's working hard to achieve that goal, no matter what that goal is. Yeah. Like it's it's not the zeros that you've got in your bank account. It may be that you want to you know, buy twenty five acres of land, man. put a tiny home man. on it, and call it man. Yeah, like that's it's what what makes you happy. And again. The I, I don't want to lose sight of because I do talk a lot about ways to increase your sales, increase your finances, and all that kind of stuff. But again, the the path to that is like, what are you going to do with that money when you get it? It's not just for sitting in your bank account. But even even though I kind of preach, I won't say preach. That's the wrong word. But even though I'm, I kind of harp on like. Hey, here's some marketing tactics you can employ to increase revenue. Like, here's the kind of ads you can do. This is the way, you know, those kind of things. Success is still relative. Yeah. And making a ton of money may not be important to you. And yeah. if you chase it, you're going to make yourself unhappy like you talked the, about. The, 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 the difference and the amount of stress and the amount of people involved of a $10 million a year co company versus a $20 million a year company 
is night and day. Like, 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 like you know, and, and so I tell people that all the time when we actually get into like, we talked about mastermind courses, it's, it's like, what do you really want? You know, like, yeah. do you want your entire life to be about your job? Yeah. Then go be a 20 million plus a year company because then that is your entire life. Yeah. Um, if you're living a great life and you're making, you know, let's just call it a range of one to $10 million a year gross or whatever, yeah. but you don't have 300 employees and it's actually good money. Do you really want to mess with that? <laughs> you know, like, 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 or, or, or do you just want to perfect it to where it stays that way for a long period of time kind of thing? Um, I will say this, if, if we want to talk uh, business tactics for, for a moment. Yeah. Uh, and I know, dude, we've already went a lot longer than I told you to be here, man. So. It, it, it's fine. I, I, I got a couple more minutes. Is uh, Entrepreneurs, we have a hard time of letting go of things. Hard time, hard time, my, my, myself included. And so I read this book. <clears throat> it's a short book. And I actually read it because I saw this this reel one time of, of this guy. I think he was driving like a Lamborghini or something. And some dude said, hey, you, you mind if I ask what you do for a living? He's like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I own like 80, you know, tanning salons or something like that. And he was like, do you mind if I ask you how you got started? And he said, yeah, you know, and, and he read this book called The Lazy CEO, or CEOs are lazy. Good okay. CEOs are lazy. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a short book and, and I audio listen. And basically the whole premise around the book is if you can find somebody that can do something, you know, 70% as well as you can. Because the truth of the matter is you're never going to find somebody that can do it 100% like you do it. Right. Ever. But if you can find somebody that can do it 70%, hire that person. Exactly. And then let them do their thing. Yeah. And 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 back off and, and and let them go. Because you can't you can't be you know, I have multiple businesses now. Yeah. I cannot be the CEO of multiple businesses. I can be the owner of multiple businesses. <laughs> exactly. But 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 I cannot you know, you because of it, you can't give a hundred percent to everything. Yeah. And, and, and especially to have a family life and all this stuff too. And so that's something that I had to learn. I made a lot of mistakes and I lost a lot of money trying to be the boss of everything. And then finally, you know, uh, good people, when you find good people, pay them. Oh, yeah. Do not, do not, do not try to penny pinch people and all this stuff. Every single major executive position, I guess you would say that I have within my companies is I do what I like to call minimum guarantees. Mm -hmm. And so this is the minimum amount of money you make. And this is you, in my opinion, sucking. If you suck, this is the minimum amount of money you can make. Uh, if you do what I know you're capable of, here's tier A, B, C, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can make as much money as you want. Sure. You know, I'm never going to, I am never going to, if I pay somebody $300,000 a year, I'm never going to complain because that means they've done their job. Exactly. You know what I mean? We, we do the same thing. It's like just in, there's a few positions where we're still trying to work out how we can put KPIs in play. Because yep. for us, we, we've built this big CRM system on the Salesforce platform that is built custom for our company. Yeah. So everything is data-driven. Yeah. I don't, we try to avoid decisions being subjective and make them purely objective. So when there's an ability to track a certain KPI, we tie that to your pay structure. Yeah. So you have your base salary. This is guaranteed no matter what. The better you do in these and 
the more pay you make. Like yep. our goal, and we haven't gotten to this yet, we're we're close, but the goal is that everybody at the company has at least the opportunity to make six figures. Yeah. Um, again, we, there's still some positions where we haven't figured out how to make that work yet. The base pays are still good, yeah. but there's not the the soup you know so we're we're doing what we can to get there yeah but you're 100 right man if you want the best people you've got to pay well because you know if you're paying somebody twenty six thousand dollars a year and they can turn around and go get 35 that extra nine grand a year is going to make a huge world of difference Correct. to somebody that's making 26 well, a year and when you do that you have such a high attrition rate at that point because <clears throat> the truth is no one even at 40 grand a year no one is going to go above and beyond for you no. for forever. They're just not, yeah. especially in today's day and age. And so that's another thing. we got a lot of business owners <clears throat> that are acting like it's 2005 and it's not 2023. Yeah. You know, you can go and be an assistant manager of QT and make 50 grand a year. Right. You know, and so. Chick-fil-A pays $15 now. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so you're wanting people to come in here and like be salary and technically never be off and do all this stuff and you want to pay them, you know, 50 grand a year before taxes, like that's not, that's not the world we live in anymore. Yeah. And, and, and so me, I, I tell, I tell everybody that I want, and, and, and of course, you know, there, there's different levels. You got the executive level position. Sure. Like this, you know, my executive level people, which, <clears throat> you know, I run a very thin ship for a reason. Because, like we talked about, I realized, okay, I'm good at this rate, you know? Yeah. Let's let's take my fastball, which is, you know, the heart of my business, which is this persona, the show, the books, the, all this other stuff, and let's start working on all these other things. So now I've got a real estate company. I don't manage that. I don't have the <laughs> time, you know, to, to manage that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but I own it. Uh, 912. Obviously, I own it. Uh, but I don't manage 912. Yeah. You know, I don't do the sales for 912. I don't go out making cold calls to Cabela's and all this other stuff to try to hit 912 in there. That's other people's stuff. Yep. But I highly reward people. You know, most people on on commission-based jobs, they give them maybe max 10%. Yeah. Like, no, we're, we're minimum 20, That's awesome. you know, on our side. Because in my mind, it's money that I wouldn't have anyway. Yeah. If they want to ferry the work. So, so, you know, what do I care (laughs) if I, you know, don't make, and so, you know, don't be greedy with your money, you know, make, make your life easier by making other people's lives easier. If they bust it for three years, I mean, they get, I mean, blood, sweat, tears for Mm -hmm. three years. And now they've got a system in place where they can, they can actually relax for a little bit too. Like, like why not? And, And so create an atmosphere that you want people to enjoy coming to work man yeah you come to our our office in our studio it's just a it's just a bunch of dudes hanging out man. i mean you know it is like you know we we truly enjoy coming to work because you never know what we're gonna <laughs> what we're gonna think of or or, or get yeah. into and maybe one day our work day is we're going out on a boat you know i mean you know because i i do i i just believe in that is you know, that's, there's so many people that are 20, 30 grand away from starting what they actually want to do. Yep. You know, um, that's, that's a really big thing. So that's another thing I do. I, 
You know, if I meet people that have legit talent in something that I know nothing about, but they're younger guys or, or even girls, um, man, there's so many people that if they had 20 or 30 grand just sitting there, they could go start their own uh, barbershop. They could go start their own this or their own that. Uh, I really, I really have gotten into that as well. Dude, that's awesome. Like, hey, you know, let, let's figure out, uh, you know, something that, you know, doesn't hurt you and your overheads and things like that. But, let, you know, let's figure out something that, that, that works and that yeah. makes sense. And don't loan shark people either, you know. I, right. And because all like you're going to do. It. And again, it goes back to your your earlier conversation about the more you know, Christian business owners that can be created that have a propensity of giving forward. Correct. You're just using your resources to help foster yeah. that into existence. And, you know, and business is business, right? Well, like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not telling people, go give all your money away. No, and you shouldn't. But, right. but, 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 but there's a difference between people like most people know, you don't make any real profit in the first three years. Yep. So if you're in a position to give people money to help them start, why are you expecting something from them in the first three 100%. years? Why invest in something that maybe say you give somebody 30 grand like hey i see your talent yep. i got this guy right now i won't say his name guy cuts my hair man he gets to work at nine and if you're not there by eight you ain't getting in because th <laughs> there's a line out the door for this guy and i'm telling him I'm like dude it is time you need your own place like we need a we need a thousand square foot little retail place you need about six barber's chairs now they're paying you to have a chair in your spot da, 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 da. i was like how much money do, do you think that that would cost all in to go get so he said probably about 25 30 grand i was like dude i i let's go what are we doing like 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 like, like uh, let's do this and you know and and that's about as far as the conversations have gone but i do that all the time it's like hey let's yeah. let's do this let's figure out Hey, man, you don't owe me a thing for the first, let's call it three years. Because, I mean, and then let's be real, like if, when you're at a spot where you've got 30 grand to hand somebody to start their business, 500 to $1,000 a month repayment isn't going to do anything. Correct. And, and then, and then, okay, maybe you get your 30 grand back, but then you take the business you wanted to invest right. in. And so, you know, be, be, be willing to understand what you had to go through. And don't do that to other people, you know? And, and so, you know, if, if, if you want to invest in something, then invest in it and, and, and let them grow the business. And then once the business is stable, then you get whatever. And I believe it should be smaller percentages, you know? Oh, I'll give you 20 grand for 20%. What? <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and so I don't know. Some people, some people are like, oh, that's horrible advice. Well, you know. Well, and I think there's, I think there's, a, I think there's, there's eternal, eternal value yeah. versus immediate value. Cool. And I th I mean, it would probably even be fair in a situation like that to say, okay, I'm going to give you 20 grand to start the business at the end of the three years. Cause you couldn't have started the business without my influx of capital. Yeah. At the end of three years, we'll have a company valuation done. We'll see how my 20 grand stacks up to what that valuation is. Yep. And you're already setting yourself up for like the the investors setting themselves up to be beneficial to them because if you can't grow a business to be worth something in three years at least to a certain extent yeah when you're debt free yeah you just get your money back and you pull the plug right exactly um but at that point you have a conversation like okay the the company's worth a million bucks at that point i put 20 grand in yeah so my 
actual percentage is what 2% is the equity that I would own. Maybe you have some kind of deal where there's something because realistically owning 2% of a business doesn't do anything for you. Correct. So maybe you put some, some metrics in there that to get your money back and then you get five or you get, you know, whatever it is. But, um, dude, I think that that's an awesome idea yeah. because I think it, it again, not only because that's not a brand play for you. That's not something that goes to your brand, but it, uh, it goes to McConaughey your character. It, uh, character and McConaughey calls it mailbox money when you eventually don't want to do anything anymore, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, you, you, you help all these other people out with potential because, you know, didn't nobody help me out. And yeah. I got loan sharked and I took out the cash advance loans to try to get yeah. ahead, took out a hundred grand, paid back 180, you know, and, and all of this, all this stuff that we've all had to do. And so, you know, there's some entrepreneurs out there that are like, well, if if they're not willing to go through the same struggles I went through, then da da da, and and I, I don't know I don't know why we would want to continue that cycle of why so many businesses don't make it in the first three years. The only the only pushback I have against it is that I do think that there there is something about that struggle. There is, now, and I don't think I don't think the struggle needs to be what the struggle currently is by any stretch. But I know for me, when we started this business and if I didn't go out and perform, my family didn't eat. Oh yeah. That, yeah. No, yeah. That, that pushed agree. to a different. So I think there's probably some kind of marriage and some kind of middle ground yeah. in that to find. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I guess let me rephrase. What, what, what I mean is yes, you're right. The struggle. If you give somebody an investment, in my opinion, the struggle's still there because the investment just gets the door open. Okay. You know, like now you still gotta go huff. Yeah. If they that don't if they don't perform, their family still don't eat. Yeah. You know, it, it's kinda like, okay, you built a football stadium. How are you gonna get people in there to get you know I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. kind of thing. And and um, you know, like I guess more so what I was talking about is and and anybody that's had to take out these before know. Okay, you take out uh, a capital advance loan with with one of these loan shark companies. Yep. Okay, you know, all right, yeah, we see what you're doing. Uh, you don't have a cash, you know, you don't have a cash problem per se. You have a cash flow problem. Because some of us are on net 30, 60, oh, yeah. 90 day terms for payments and stuff. And so, yeah, you may have half a million dollars coming in, but what you really need is 200 grand right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of deal. And I'm like, okay, we'll give you 200 grand. But you're going to pay us back three twenty yep. over, you know, eighteen months or yeah, yeah whatever. And uh, oh, and the first payment is due literally the day after we give it <laughs> right. to you, kind of thing. You know that that's what I mean. Yeah, those it, are horrible. Is though that is the just blood in the water mentality thing that I think that 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 Christian entrepreneurs can come together to you know it's why it's why I want to introduce you to the King's Council guys because we have meetings about stuff like that. Hey. We met this, we, we met this company, you know, this owner of this company that, you know, all the books check out. There seems to be a lot of really good stuff going on here. What is, you know, what is a good way we could set these people up? Okay. Well, what about instead of a loan? What if it's a, what if it's a $200,000 line of credit mm. that's due in a reasonable amount of time? They can pay it off over time or they can pay it off by blah, blah, blah. 
but you know, instead of eighteen months, they've got you know three years, yeah. to pay it back, you know, kind of thing. And, and so it has need. That is awesome. You know, I love that. Uh, and and you know, uh, and then maybe for that you get like like we said, you get uh, a certain percentage of whatever the evaluation is at the end of that kind of thing. There's just different ways to do it. Yep. They still are on the hook. You know, yeah. oh, yeah. they still have to perform. But 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 you're not only putting them on the hook. And then adding all this extra weight on top of it, right? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, you know, now they got a two hundred thousand dollar debt they got to pay back, right? And but you're not charging a forty seven percent interest rate on on the type of. I mean, it's yeah. just it's, I'm with it's you. Thievery. I agree with what that. What people do to people wholeheartedly that bankrupts so many businesses because they get over the head exactly, and and it's just it's poor money management. But you're you're striving to keep your business afloat yep. and you're going to do anything you can, even if it's a crappy loan that sticks you, it keeps the doors open for another month. So, yep. you know, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to fix it. And then one thing goes wrong and you're right back. In the and what spot. if we could, what if we as, as successful Christian entrepreneurs could step in and stop that kind of stuff? You all summon you know, kind of thing. And, and so, you know, again, I keep saying the King's council uh, I, I tell them it sounds like like some kind of Camelot thing, but but <laughs> but 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 it really is. It's nothing more than a group of Christian entrepreneurs that get together for masterminds, uh, discipleship, not just from a religious standpoint, but from a business standpoint. Yeah, you know, I've got the characteristics of being an entrepreneur. Who actually knows how to be an entrepreneur? Right. Well, you know, there's no entrepreneur school. <laughs> you know, and, and definitely and, is. Yeah, and, and so you know changing the culture of all this stuff because if we can change the culture then they'll change the culture and then it, it'll keep going in a positive direction and so anyway i yeah i mean that's that's really like i said about two three years ago my whole kind of mindset shifted to it's like okay like that there's more to this than just being famous there's more to this than just making money yeah um how can we do kingdom work because that's the most important thing to me now. How can we maintain what what allows us to do kingdom work and what allows me to take care of my family, and and how can we influence the the next people that are coming up behind us? Because entrepreneurs get egos, man, and we don't want other people to to do better than us. Since yeah, not me. Hey. If I can invest in somebody that makes 10x the amount of money that I make, and I can just be like, "All right, cool, well, yeah. I'm done, guys." <laughs> I know. Right. I, I, hey, I, I'm, you know, why not? And, and, and so I'm all about it. And so I want the next guy to be better than me. Yeah. And, and you know, I want I want the next guy after them to be better than them because there's no progress if that's not the case. And so, so true. Uh, but that's just me. Dude, I freaking love it, man. And and I know I've had you here for a while, so I think that's a dope freaking spot to end it on. But I'll tell you, like, I enjoyed your content and I liked you before. Um, whether you're famous or not, man, after this conversation, like, you're somebody I'd want to be around, man. Like, it has nothing to do with any. You're, you're good freaking people. You've got a good heart. And, dude, I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time, man. I Thank appreciate you. it, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a good time. That's a good thing you're doing here. Appreciate that.